This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Episode 9, Innovation Update. Once a week, the San Francisco Experience will focus on innovation in the Bay Area. It's a feature which will focus on San Francisco and Silicon Valley as centers of technology, biotech, medical device advances, and pharmaceutical innovation. We are also a center of creativity in academia, the arts, culture, literature, style, and early adoption of technology. Our feature this week is going to focus primarily on innovation in the COVID-19 crisis and how our creative culture is confronting COVID-19 with some solutions. With three of the world's leading research universities in the Bay Area, we are a center for technological change. And additionally, California has always been seen as a trendsetter for America and the world. So what comes online today in San Francisco and in California may soon be coming to your city, to your state, or to your country. So please settle back. You may want to get a pencil and paper because some of the seven items I'm about to discuss with you may be of interest to you and you may wish to participate in them. First of all, let me start off with item number one, which is an innovation here in San Francisco. Yesterday, the city and county of San Francisco announced a newly available data tracker. It's called the San Francisco Data Tracker. It is a collection of Department of Health uh, real-time statistics on confirmed COVID-19 cases, lab testing, and hospitalization rates throughout San Francisco. It is a transparent report available in real time, which shows anyone, anywhere, how many cases of COVID-19 we have, what the state of lab testing is in San Francisco, not only for COVID-19 cases, but beyond COVID-19 cases, and hospitalization rates. So you can go to the sanfrancisco.gov website, go to Department of Health, look up San Francisco Data Tracker, and you'll be able to track on a real-time basis how San Francisco is managing the COVID-19 crisis, and most importantly, sharing that information with the public so that all of us can make informed decisions about where we want to go for testing, how long it's going to take for those test results to be made, and most importantly, should we need to be hospitalized, we have that information available on the data tracker also. Let me move on to our second featured item, and this comes from the University of California, Davis. The University of California, Davis published a paper entitled The Crossing of the Species Barrier. 
And effectively, what the paper outlines is a rise in exotic diseases. The thesis of the paper is that as humans move into remote exotic regions and encounter new fauna and flora, new viruses tend to jump species. And diseases from animals such as SARS, Ebola, HIV, the coronavirus, are examples of viruses which have jumped species from animals in remote locations to humans. The source for that information is the Center for Disease Control, and the UN estimates that one such exotic disease pops up every four months somewhere on the planet. The disruption of biodiversity in remote areas hurts, of course, the natural ecosystems, and in doing so, it stirs up deadly viruses. The UC Davis study shows that animals that are passing along deadly viruses are those that humans are encroaching upon through hunting, trade, or moving into their habitat. In the case of the coronavirus, for instance, we're all familiar with the stories of bats and how bats have been involved in the transition of this virus. The source for this study is, uh, as I said, the University of California, Davis. The uh, study is written up and reported in the San Francisco Chronicle, which is the newspaper of record of San Francisco by Curtis Alexander. In conclusion of that article, he talks about the banning of wet markets globally as a way to crack down on transmitting, transmitting viruses from exotic animal species to humans. So I commend your attention to that study. Item number three, Airbnb, I'm sure you're all familiar with that company, which was uh, created and founded here in San Francisco, and they still have their headquarters here in San Francisco, has stepped up and will provide 100,000 homestays to COVID-19 first responders. The 100,000 homestays will be available to healthcare staff and first responders so that they can be close to their patients. Airbnb will waive their booking fees for the first 100,000 applicants who book through this program. If you are interested or know of a first responder who wants to participate in the program, you should go to the Airbnb website and follow the links from there to this new program. And again, kudos to Airbnb for stepping up when we need them most. Fourth item I'd like to focus on today, I'd like to give a, a shout out uh, and some kudos to a Bay Area company called Medtronic. Medtronic is a ventilator manufacturer located in Dublin, California, which is part of the greater Bay Area. And Medtronic 
has the patent on a, on a ventilator called the PB560. This ventilator was originally created and the patents were issued in 2010. And the ventilator has gone, to, gone on to great commercial success around the world. And the PB560 is currently operated in 35 different countries around the world. Medtronic has stepped up. They are making the plans and the specs for the ventilator publicly available. They're waiving their patent rights in that regard. So any reputable manufacturer anywhere in the world will be able to adapt the PB560 plans, will be able to manufacture a PB560 uh, clone, if you will, to meet local ventilator demands. Um, Medtronic will also be making the software for the model, most importantly. They'll be making the software for the model available online, again, to any reputable manufacturer. So that's great news for the community, for, for COVID-19 patients. And uh, hopefully we will see more and more ventilators coming online in every corner of the world as a result of Medtronic making their patent making their patent open to any new manufacturer. On the subject of ventilators, and of course the ventilator is a very important piece of equipment in the ICU context because COVID-19 attacks the lungs. And very often, as a result of that deterioration in lung capacity, a ventilator is required for the patient. University of California Berkeley engineers have adapted a simple sleep apnea machine into a ventilator. It is called Ventilator SOS. You may want to jot that down and you can look that up through Google, Ventilator SOS. The team is led by a UC Berkeley professor of mechanical engineering, Grace O'Neill. And effectively what they are doing, they are taking sleep apnea machines, which is a relatively simple, straightforward technology available almost anywhere in the world, and they have repurposed the machine into a ventilator, which is a terrific piece of information because it means that even in the most remote locations where perhaps the only technology available might be a sleep apnea machine or more easily accessed than a hospital grade ventilator, but as a result of the ventilator SOS program, that simple sleep apnea machine has now been turned into a ventilator, freeing up the more sophisticated machine for critical ICU use and critical, critical patients who are in the ICU will be now, will now have more of the medical grade ventilators available as these sleep apnea machines are repurposed. 
Again, the repurposing of these machines is a great example of American ingenuity, Yankee ingenuity, if you will. And it really underscores my philosophy throughout this crisis, and I've mentioned it in earlier podcast, which is if you have lemons, make lemonade. Work with what you have, repurpose it if necessary, and turn that technology, which is readily available, turn it into something which is going to be of immediate use. So kudos to UC Berkeley for coming up with that great adaptation. The sixth item I'd like to discuss today is something that we can all participate in and try to put an end to this COVID-19 disease. University of California, San Francisco, which is a teaching hospital here in San Francisco and a leading medical and scientific research university, is looking for 1 million participants in a COVID-19 study called COVID-19 Citizen Science. You can look it up on Google. You can also look it up under University of California, San Francisco. And what this study will do, uh, they will use consumer insights and data to track the spread of COVID-19. Participants will answer an initial survey on their health by using their smartphone app, and then they will get follow-up questions either through the app or those questions will be texted to them on an ongoing basis. Effectively, what the study will show is is the spread of COVID-19. Participants will be able to share their geolocation as well as data from their Fitbit or Bluetooth biomonitoring devices. Now, we're all hopeful that COVID-19 will go away, that we will, that pharma will come up with a therapeutic solution, that biotech companies will come up with vaccines, and that's great. We all hope that that's going to happen. Whether or not that happens, and particularly in the case that it doesn't happen, the UCSF study, which is a global study, is going to provide an early warning system for early, an early warning alarm system, if you will, on a global basis to track localized outbreaks of new COVID-19 cases and clusters of cases throughout the world so that global health authorities and epidemiologists can spring into action very quickly to ice, to identify and to isolate those clusters. So this is a very important study by University of California, San Francisco. Uh, most importantly, uh, anyone can participate. All you need is a smartphone. Look up COVID-19 citizen science, and this gives each one of us an opportunity to serve in the front lines of defeating the COVID-19 disease. They are looking for a total of 1 million global participants, and UCSF plans to develop 
data visualization to gain insight as to how and where the virus originates, how it spreads, and to predict and to reduce the number of new infections. Good luck with that, and I hope you, you will all take a look at COVID-19 citizen science if you Google it. And then finally, item number seven, I'd like to give recognition to Google. Uh, Google, of course, was founded here in the Bay Area, and 1,000 of their employees are working on a study through a company called Verily. Uh, Verily is owned by Google, and Verily is coming up with a testing and screening platform for COVID-19. And effectively, what Verily offers is an online screening of COVID-19 symptoms. They are offering new testing locations, as well as drive-through testing sites throughout California. So kudos to Google and its subsidiary, Verily, and most importantly to the 1,000 Google employees who are working to expedite Verily's testing and screening platforms for COVID-19. That brings us to the end of today's seven San Francisco Bay Area innovations, which are tackling the COVID-19 crisis. And once again, it's, a, uh, it's an example of the innovation, the creativity, the drive that is typified of San Francisco and the San Francisco Bay Area. And I dare say throughout the world, all of us are approaching this COVID-19 crisis with the same energy and desire to do whatever we can in a practical sense to stop this disease dead in its tracks. Tune in again next week for next week's feature of Innovation Update. This is Jim Herlihy signing off for the San Francisco Experience from America's favorite city, San Francisco. <laughs>